Amen. Aren't you grateful Jesus was broken and poured out for you? Aren't you grateful that Jesus was willing to be beaten and bruised for you so you might know him? And I tell you what, as Amy was saying, Andrew, you deserve some credit, my brother. Did y'all see those three crosses fall? And he didn't stop, did he? I'm telling you, you just keep playing through those things. And I'm glad you just moved just in time. That was the sovereignty of God that God had you move just in time But uh, for that. All right, here's what I want you to do. Take out your Bibles and let's go to Luke chapter 23. As you turn to Luke chapter 23, we're going to look at verses 39 through 43. But I want you to listen. The next 17 minutes, like your life depends upon it. How many of you have ever fallen asleep while a preacher has preached? All right, put those hands back up. If they fall asleep, I give you permission, nudge them really good. How many of you have, during a sermon, how many of you have ever quit paying attention to what the pastor was saying? Anybody ever quit paying attention to what the pastor was saying? All right. How many of you have ever walked away from a sermon and you thought, now, and you scratch your head, what was that just about? Anybody ever walk away trying to figure out what it was? Well, I don't want you to do that today. I want you to listen like your life depends upon it. Because I'm going to tell you this. Your life, your forever life can be changed today. In the next 20 minutes, your forever could be changed right now in the next 20 minutes forever. So here is the invitation. The invitation for every single one of us here today. Your life depends upon this. You are either going to attack Jesus or you're going to accept Jesus. There's no middle ground. Every eye right here at me. Your very life is going to depend upon this. Today, you're either going to attack Jesus Or you're going to accept Jesus. And the way that we're going to see that, we're going to see that. Here is Jesus Christ on the cross. And we're going to go to the text that we know that there were two criminals that were crucified next to Jesus. You're going to see one criminal. One criminal, I mean, as close. I mean, he can see the agony that Jesus is in. He can see what Jesus is going through. One criminal is going to make fun of Jesus. One criminal is going to mock Jesus. One criminal is going to attack Jesus while Jesus is on the cross. On the other side, there's going to be another criminal on the other side. You know what he's going to do? As he's dying a death because of what he had done wrong. As he's dying, he is going to defend Jesus. As he's dying... In the very last second, he's going to attack Jesus, but he's going to accept Jesus. So what side of the cross are you going to be on? Are you going to be on the side of the cross where you attack Jesus? If I can get this off. Are you going to be on the side of the cross and you're going to attack Jesus? And say, you know what? Jesus, you're sending me a, a lifeline. 
You're sending me a, th- a way that I can be saved. But Jesus, I don't want it. In 15 minutes from now, as we celebrate Easter, are you going to reach out and accept the lifeline of Jesus? Or you're going to be like the criminal. He is so close, but he missed it. You know, it would be a tragedy, a tragedy of Easter 2018 that you are so close to Jesus and you miss it. Don't miss him. Turn with me, Luke chapter 23. and Let's look at these verses of Scripture. and May God use these words to penetrate in your heart and your life. Your very eternal destiny depends upon... Are you going to attack Jesus? Are you going to accept Jesus? Luke chapter 23, look at verse 39. Here is Jesus Christ on the cross. We know when Jesus Christ was on the cross that Jesus made seven statements while Jesus was on the cross. As a matter of fact, when you study the Bible, the number seven you will see through all out of Scripture. As a matter of fact, there's one scholar that said, you will see the number seven, seven hundred times in the Scripture. Even in the book of Revelation, in Revelation we have the seven letters. We have the seven churches. We have the seven sealed judgments. We have the seven trumpet judgments. We have the seven vile judgments. You cannot escape the number seven. As a matter of fact, seven is a part of all of us. Does anybody know how many bones that you have in your neck? Anybody wants to take a guess? Seven. Can anybody take a guess? How many continents are there in the world? Seven. In the Western musical scale, in an octave, how many notes are in each octave? Seven. On the average ladybug, how many spots is on the average ladybug? How many? Seven. How many colors are there in a rainbow? Does anybody know? How many colors are there in a rainbow? Seven. You cannot escape the number seven. And here, Jesus Christ, he is going to make a statement on the cross. One of the seven statements that Jesus makes. But are you going to be like this criminal and say, reject Jesus and say no to Jesus? Are you going to be like the criminal? In the last moment, at the last second, he's going to put his faith in Jesus. Every one of us, we're either going to accept Jesus today or we're going to attack Jesus. Let's look at this scripture, and I want you to write these five words down. Write these five statements down. Let's begin. I'll read it all, then I'll give you the five statements. Verse 39. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blaspheming him, saying, If you are the Christ, save yourself and us. Do you see the one that attacking Jesus Christ? When you look at that in the Greek language, he just doesn't attack him one time. But he is continually attacking Christ. Could you imagine being on the cross and you're right next to the Son of God, the person that's never done anything wrong, and Jesus is about to die for your soul. But what are you doing? You are attacking Jesus and making fun of Jesus. I mean the entire time that Jesus is on the cross that one criminal kept attacking Jesus and kept making fun of Jesus. But look what the other criminal said in verse number 40. Look at verse number 40. It says, But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, 
seeing you are under the same condemnation. Look at verse 41. And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done how much wrong? How much is nothing? Zero. Look at verse 42. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Get, write these five things down. Number one, every person is going to face God. So let me ask you a question. Look right here at me. Will you face God one day? Yes or no? Yes. Every single one of us is going to face God one day. Look back in verse 39 and it says this. Then one of the criminals who were hanged blaspheming him saying, If you're the Christ, save yourself. But the other answer rebuking him saying, Do you not even fear God? Here is that criminal making fun of Jesus, and he is so close. He is about to face God at any moment, and he is saying, do you not even fear God? Let me tell you, there is a door that we're going to walk through. Every one of us is going to walk through the door of death. And as we walk through the door of death, on the other side of that door, every single one of us will face God. The criminal says, do you not even fear God? Quite some time ago, I, I was preaching a funeral. A person in our church, their family member had died, and they say, Pastor Eric, can you come and preach this funeral for our family? I said, man, I'll be honored to preach your funeral. But know this. If you ask me to preach your relative's funeral, I will present the gospel in the funeral. So, First Baptist and Volusia County, look at me. If you don't want the gospel shared in your funeral, don't ask me to do your funeral. I am going to share the gospel of Jesus Christ at your funeral. Several weeks ago, I was preaching a funeral of one of my friends that died, a very, very young man. And as I preached his funeral, and I gave an invitation, over 20 people got saved during his funeral. I said, you know what? God might have used his death in the greatest way his life was ever used. Let me tell you about this one funeral. I was preaching. They asked me. I, I said, I'll, I'll share the gospel. You're not going to believe this. I, I started the funeral, going through part of it. I talked about him, and then I started sharing the gospel. As I started sharing the gospel, about three rows back, those people stood up and walked out on me. After they stood and walked out on me, another crew stood up and walked out on me. Then the back row walked out on me. Then these people walked out on me. What did I do? I just kept giving Jesus. I said, they might not want to hear it, but I pray as they're walking out, they're going to hear it. When I got done with that funeral, the only people left in the room were the people from our church sitting on the very first row. Every single person walked out of that funeral on me. 
You're talking about an odd feeling, Robert. You're doing the person's funeral, and everybody leaves. You know what? They didn't want to face reality. Do you not even fear God? Let me tell you, there is an appointment that you have with God, and you cannot cancel that appointment. None of us need to be like this criminal, mocking Jesus, attacking Jesus, and they say, do you not even fear God? Look at this second statement. Number one, you are going to face God. Statement number two, and I want you to see this in verse number 41. In verse 41, you're going to see these criminals are sinners. Every one of us out here have sinned. Will the person please stand if you've never sinned? If you've never sinned, will you please stand up? I'm waiting. Man, a lot of bad people in here. Can I tell you what? Every one of us is going to face God. Every one of us must realize we have sinned. In verse 41, listen when it says, And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds. He is saying, here is this one criminal on this side. He's saying, hey, wait a minute. Quit attacking Jesus Christ. We are receiving what we should have. We have done wrong. It doesn't give us all the details. It doesn't give us a litany. It doesn't give us a list of everything that this man had done wrong. But he said, you know what? We are receiving our punishment for what we had done wrong. I want everyone to know that can hear my voice. You will face God. And I want every single one of us to know. Every single one of us are a sinner. But I've got some good news for you. Write this third thing down. Jesus wasn't an ordinary man. Jesus Christ was not an ordinary man. How do we see this? Look what it says. Look back in your text of Scripture in verse 41. And we indeed justly, if we receive the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. So let me ask you a question. You know this. You've been taught this your all. How much did Jesus do wrong? Nothing. Here are two criminals, one attacking, one's going to accept. The one that's going to accept, this man has done nothing wrong. Jesus Christ was being your substitute that you might know God. Jesus never had a bad thought. Jesus never said something he shouldn't say. Jesus Christ only glorified his Father which is in heaven. Jesus did nothing wrong. And because Jesus did nothing wrong, Jesus Christ is your substitute. And Jesus Christ is the perfect sacrifice for your soul. You're going to face God. You are a sinner. Jesus did nothing wrong. Write this fourth statement down. And you're going to see it in verse 42. Then he said to Jesus, Lord, remember me. 
Write this fourth thing now. Just write the words, remember me. Look at the simplicity of this criminal. Can you imagine as he is on the cross and he's dying right next to Jesus Christ? One is attacking, one is, I mean, just literally vomiting his junk out at Jesus. And here's the other one say, hey, Lord, will you remember me? Hey, Lord, you're giving me a life ring. Lord, you're on the cross dying so I don't have to die. He just said the simple words, Lord, remember me. First Baptist, guest. What do all of us need to do? We need to reach out to the life ring that Jesus Christ has offered us and just say, Lord, remember me. I need you. Why would you reject what's going to save your soul? When I was a a teenager, our youth group, our student ministry came to Florida for spring break camp. It's kind of like breakout camp that we did every Every spring break, and as we're out on spring break camp, we're on this gigantic lake, and we're riding sailboats all week long. But on about the very last day, one of the leaders with me, Joe Moon, a little guy, the two of us said, hey, let's go get on a sailboat. We said, hey, let's don't take a life jacket. We got on that sailboat. We didn't have a life jacket. We've done it a couple of days. Hey, we got this thing whooped. We know how to do this in that big Florida lake. We got out just a couple hundred yards from shore. All of a sudden, we flipped that whole sailboat over. Have you ever tried to flip one back over? We're over there. I, I mean, I'm a, a little guy. I'm as skinny as a rail at that stage of my life. I mean, I had to run around in the shower to get wet. I was so skinny, you know? And, and here we are, the two of us, little Joe, little me. We're trying to flip this sailboat over. Man, it was kind of like when we were at camp a couple weeks ago. It was cold. It was brutally cold. The water was cold. Wind is blowing. 30 minutes went by. We floated farther out. An hour went by. Another hour went by. Two or three hours went by. We are now, we have drifted well over a mile away from when we first flipped it. We have been treading water most of that time, trying to flip that over. We were absolutely exhausted. Joe and I looked at each other, and Joe said, Eric, we are about to die. Have you ever been to that point when you've been, you're past the point of exhaustion, you can't go in anymore? The two of us, got to the point where we would go down in the water and we sink and we stay a little bit longer and we get enough energy and gas for air. And Joe and I did say, hey, we're about to see Jesus. We'll see you on the other side. We said, it's over. We're done. Then all of a sudden, way, way out in the distance, we saw a boat that was coming. He said, maybe if we can just hold on there. Hold in there a little bit longer. As they came closer and closer, as they got to us, they took one of these life rings and they threw it all the way out. 
And you know what I did as a little teenager boy? I reached out and I grabbed hold of that life ring as tight as I could, absolutely exhausted. I put all of my weight on it. I said, thank you. How crazy would it have been that day as they were throwing me a life ring if I said, hey, I'm okay. I can do it myself. I don't need that. Can I tell you, Jesus Christ went to the cross and came back to life in order to be your life ring. This life ring is being tossed in front of you right now. You need to reach out and say, Lord God, remember me. Why is that the case? Let me give you this fifth word and I'm done. Look at verse number 43. This is an incredible word in verse 43. And Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you, today, I want you to know in the simplicity of his words of saying, Lord God, remember me. What is the promise that Jesus gives back to him? The promise that Jesus gives back to that criminal says, today. He said, right now, immediately, the moment you take your last breath, today. What is the promise? Look in verse 43. And as sure I say, today you will be with me. Did you know right now, in just a moment, your forever can change. Your forever can change if you say, Lord God, through Jesus Christ, death and resurrection, you're giving me the lifeline. I am reaching out and I'm accepting it. Today, you will be with me in paradise. Here's the promise of God. Jesus Christ, His death and resurrection is for you. Here's your options. You're either going to reject Jesus and attack Jesus, or you're going to accept Jesus. Here's what I, everybody right here, I want you to listen like your life depends upon it. Don't listen to the devil. The devil is lying to you. Don't listen to the devil. This is the moment. Which one of these is going to represent you? Are you going to walk through the door of death and you're not going to have the life line of Jesus Christ. There's many of you right now, your cross would look like this. You've never accepted the life gift of Jesus Christ. Stop attacking Jesus and accept Jesus today. Call out upon Him. Why don't you go from looking like this with no Jesus. Why don't you go the looking like, you know what? I am covered in Jesus Christ. I'm not going to be the criminal. I'm not going to be the sinner that attacks. But I'm going to be the sinner that accepts. You're about to make your choice. Right here. You're about to make your choice. Your forever eternity can change right now. Are you going to attack this Jesus who died and came back to life? Or are you going to accept this Jesus?
In just a moment, we're going to bow our heads and we're going to pray together. Many of you across this field this day, you need to accept Jesus. You need to accept His substitution of His death and His resurrection for your soul. Right now, will you just bow your heads and close your eyes with me? Don't listen to the devil. The devil is the father of all lies. The devil's going to tell you, don't do this. The devil's going to tell you, hey, keep doing it your way. You're going to walk through the door of death one day, and you are going to face God. You're going to face God. That you attack Jesus, or you're going to face God that you've accepted Jesus. Don't walk through the door of death one day that you attacked Jesus and you said no to Jesus. Jesus loves you with everlasting love. Why don't you come to Jesus? Your heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Lord God, I pray over this moment. And God, I pray that nobody will believe the lie of the devil. God, I pray that they will set their pride aside. God, I pray that they will set all this other stuff aside. And God, I pray that this will be the moment. This will be the time that they don't attack Jesus, but they accept Jesus. This will be the time that they reach out and they grab the life ring and say, Jesus, I need you. Lord God, I just pray, even right now, may your Holy Spirit move in a mighty way. God, I pray that nobody will give you a stiff arm. But God, may they realize their forever could change right now. As no one's moving, I'm going to ask you, what side of the cross are you on? Are you on the side of the cross that you've said no to Jesus? Are you on the side of the cross that you crawled out, crawled out and you're saved? Right now, if you've never trusted Jesus Christ, why don't you accept Him today? Don't attack Him, but accept Him. Just say, dear Jesus, just from your heart to the heart of God, dear Jesus, remember me. Dear Jesus, I, I, I'm a sinner. I messed up. Dear Jesus, I believe in your death and your resurrection. Jesus, will you save my soul? Lord, I'm asking you to save me. I don't want to be the criminal that attacks, but I want to be the sinner that accepts. So Jesus, come and save my life right now. The Bible tells us whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you just called upon the name of the Lord, the promise of God is that you're saved. If you just prayed that prayer and said, Pastor, I just trusted Jesus Christ. As no one's looking, with all these people across this field, and I'm going to tell you, don't listen to the devil. The devil's going to tell you, whatever you do, don't do this. Don't listen to the devil, but listen to the Spirit of God. 
If you just made that decision to trust Jesus Christ and accept the forgiveness of Jesus. Remember, don't listen to the devil. Listen to Christ. If you just made that decision to trust Christ, what I want you to do, I just want you to put your hand up in there. Say, Pastor Eric, I, I just trusted Jesus. I see those hands, several of you. Several of you, pastors, help me. We got a lot of hands up across this field today. Don't listen to the devil. Keep it up. Don't listen to the devil. Listen to Jesus. If you just made that decision to trust Christ, put that hand up. Here's what I want you to do. If your hand is up, don't listen to the devil. The devil's going to tell you, don't do it. Don't listen to him. If that's hand up, what I want you to do, I want you to stand up right where you are with a boldness right now. Stand up. If your hand's up, just stand up right now. Just stand up right where you are. Just stand up. Don't don't give in to the devil. Don't listen to the devil. But listen to Jesus. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to ask you to take a bold step. Remember, we're not listening to the devil. We're going to listen to Jesus Christ who saved our soul. If you're standing up, what I want you to do, the pastors are down here. I want you to leave your seat right now. Come on, come on, come come right here. Come down here. Come on, come stand down here. Come on, a lot of you are standing. Come on, come stand down here with one of these pastors and say, you know what? I, I just pray that prayer. I made a decision to trust Christ in my life. Come on, don't listen to the devil. You've listened to the devil long enough. Come to Jesus. Come stand down here and say, you know what? I'm listening to Jesus today. I'm not listening to the devil today. Don't attack Jesus, but accept Jesus.